Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. And today I want to talk about this question that I actually get asked about quite a lot. You know, a lot from new labels and people who are thinking about starting a label. And they say, does a record label have to do this, X, Y, Z? Does a record label have to do that? What are the responsibilities of a record label? What does a record label actually do? And a lot of times it's, what does a record label not have to do or not supposed to do? There's so many different facets and categories to running a label. And I also see people who will ask me for advice in certain arenas of the music industry that record labels traditionally aren't responsible for. And I kind of have to tell them, you don't need to do that. That belongs to a booking agent or the artist should take care of that themselves. That shouldn't necessarily have to be something you're stressing about. And so that's the topic I want to tackle today. By the way, if you are one of our many listeners who are in the research phase of starting a record label, I hope that you've come to our website and checked out all of our resources there, including our free toolkit, which I think was updated just recently with some more resources. But this toolkit contains like a checklist and um, a workbook and some templates for like bio writing and some social media templates and a bunch of things that will just help you um, get a leg up and, and get started on building your label. And if you already have a label, maybe just sharpening some things. So if you want to download that, go to otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. So what do record labels do? And also what do record labels don't do? What do we not have to do? We have kind of 10 broad categories to discuss today and to look at what a record label's roles and responsibilities are when it comes to recording or touring or distribution, manufacturing, marketing, merch, publishing, artist management, um, that kind of stuff. Before we dive into these individual topics, it's important that we look at everything that we discuss today through the lens of selling records. This is our number one job. We're going to look at all of these topics through the lens of selling records. It sounds trashy to say, but for the purposes of this task and all the tasks, um, the purpose of selling records is a good anchor for this conversation and for when you're deciding what tasks your label may want to take on and what roles they should ensure that someone else is doing. So let's go back in time for a second. The origin of original record labels, that seems redundant, the origin of original. The origin of record labels were tech companies who needed more recordings to sell their mechanical music players. They historically exploited artists by going across the country looking and recording artists performing and playing songs, and they would pay them a modest fee or nothing at all. And then they would duplicate um, that recording indefinitely. So the point is, the reason I say that is that originally record labels were labels on records as a way to make more records, promote their machines and make money through recorded music. So kind of our, if we, we go back and obviously this is problematic, but if we go back to the beginning, the origin of a record label was surrounding this um, object of recorded music. And today it might be intangible, but it is um, we exist in the orbit of uh, recorded music. Recording Recorded music is our sun in this example. So every task, we kind of want to see how it facilitates this objective. I actually kind of appreciate this career clarity for me personally, because 
the whole reason I got into the record label world and even being a musician making records was to emulate that experience that I felt as a little boy buying a cassette tape at the mall or a CD as a teenager um, and, and even a vinyl today. It all comes back to records for me. So I find this to be a helpful uh, and clarifying anchor when I'm figuring out what part of the music business I want to stay out of. Because I can't just, I can just ask myself, is this about making records? Does this align with my goal of making cool records that people will buy and collect and will that will live with them forever. So before we dive in, we got 10 categories and we're going to go really, really deep. But before we dive in, I just want to give a caveat. I probably should have said this earlier in the episode. I may have lost some of you, but we're going kind of based on like the general responsibilities of record labels. I know we have a lot of record labels out there who recorded music is actually like an afterthought and it's about the artists. It's about empowering and giving a, a platform for certain artists. That's incredible. That's lovely. There are other people that it's, you know, the objective is something completely different. It's about, um, maybe it's, it's about like curation on radio or, or on YouTube um, I know that we have labels of all different types. I mean, there's gospel labels who their goal is to send a message to people that recorded music is more of a vehicle. And so I'm speaking today from a traditional standpoint, from a generalized standpoint, because the people who talk to me and send me emails, they want to know kind of like, what is the, what is the base of, of starting a record label and, and the, the, the kind of the basic responsibilities of record labels. And then you branch off from there and adapt and change and, and redefine what makes you and your record label unique. But just a caveat, I know that there are modern record labels who are doing things their own way. So I'm kind of just talking about from a traditional standpoint, from a generalist standpoint, I know that there are incredible exceptions to the rules. I would say most of the labels we have on this show are incredible exceptions to the rules. Okay, so we have 10 topics here, 10 categories, and we're going to say, hey, is this a responsibility of a record label, or is it not a responsibility of a record label, or is it something that's optional? Okay, let's start off with number one, recording, which in recording, uh, I mean like producing the music, making the album, we're going to include mixing and tracking, which would be recording and mastering. Now, before, just remember these 10 categories, I'm going to, I've kind of tried to organize them by most involved a record label might be with these all the way to like least involved and least common for record labels to be involved with. But number, probably the biggest thing that a label will be involved with, although less so in modern times, and I'll explain, but recording and mixing and mastering. Remember, we want to look at this through the lens of selling records. And in order to sell a record, you have to make a record or you have to have a record. In order to have a record, you have to make a record. And so traditionally, of course, record labels would give cash or they would fund an artist to produce and to make a record. That would include hiring a producer, booking out a studio, maybe hiring session musicians, and then hiring a mix engineer when the tracking is done and a mastering engineer. That still happens a lot today. And sometimes it's just certain aspects of that happens today. So, for example, a label today might say, okay, an artist is self-recording at home on their laptop, but we're going to maybe hire a mix engineer, we're going to help pay for a mix engineer to polish these tracks. Or maybe just a mastering engineer, a professional mastering engineer is going to polish the bedroom mixes so that we know it's ready for vinyl and we know it's ready for streaming. And a label may pay for that 
as a recoupable expense. So from now, again, you might say, listen, we're actually going to fund the entire recording process or some labels have their own recording studio. And so they're involved with that. So yes, the answer is recording, mixing, mastering, and tracking is all something that record labels are usually actively involved with. Now, a lot of record labels will discover an artist on Bandcamp who hasn't officially released something or they'll meet them on a live show. And that artist will pay for their own mixing and maybe even mastering, in which case they'll then license the masters to the record label. Either way, the record label is involved with recording at some level. So recording is a category that labels are heavily involved with because it impacts having a record to sell. Number two is distribution. And we're going to include manufacturing in the distribution slash manufacturing topic. This is also something that record labels are heavily involved with because remember I said at the very beginning, we look through it through the lens of selling records, but we can also just think of a record. Okay. So in the case of like what we call records, like old records, 12 inch vinyl records, and then we think of the traditional record label, which is the um, piece of paper circle label on in the middle where the record label logo is. So envision a, a record, an actual physical record by an artist, any artist. That's what we're talking about. If if these one of these categories does that actually involve that physical record? If it involves that physical record, then it's likely a responsibility of the record label. Like a t-shirt, if that doesn't, a t-shirt of an artist doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the physical record. And so, and we're going to get to merch in a second, but that doesn't, maybe that gets a little bit blurry, right? Because it doesn't actually have to do with a record. So I just want to, I want you to visualize a physical record as we talk about these things. So manufacturing and distribution, does that have anything to do with selling records? Of course, that's obvious. And so when you're asking yourself, am I responsible to make CDs, to make cassettes, to make vinyl? Well, traditionally, yes, you are. Am I responsible to uh, distribute this record digitally or to distribute it into traditional brick-and-mortar retail stores? The answer to that is traditionally yes. Now, there are some exceptions. I don't want to get into all the exceptions today, but in the manufacturing world, sometimes an artist says, I want vinyl just because I want to hear my the sound of my music on vinyl. It's a bucket list thing. And the label says, listen, we don't think you'll be able to sell that many vinyl or we're a small label. We can't afford vinyl yet. And so maybe the artist will say, okay, well, I'm going to pay for vinyl and the record label will just help facilitate that or whatever. So there are exceptions to those rules, but in most cases, it is the label's responsibility to have the music manufactured, uh, even if that just means like getting the MP3s and the WAV files ready for distribution uh, and then distribution. And even that, if that's just digital distribution or if it's digital plus physical. Category number three is marketing. And in marketing, we're going to include publicity. So publicity of the artist, publicity of the album. We call that PR. Social media as well. The artist's social media, uh, which we'll touch on in a second. And then um, publicity of the music. So pitching it to playlist curators and to blogs. So these are all responsibilities of the record label to a certain extent. And obviously the artist can help out as well and be involved in certain categories, but generally the marketing of the release, now marketing of a tour, not necessarily. The branding of an artist and like, you know, making them a certain look and feel, maybe, sort of. Remember, think of that record. How does this relate to a record? Can you actually picture a physical record 
And if we are promoting, we're getting people to buy more records, then yes, marketing is a responsibility of a record label. I want to touch on something I get asked all the time. Should a record label manage their artist's social media? The answer to that question is ideally no. Um, it's kind of problematic because fans think they're interacting with the artist and it's just um, a label behind it. So if, if you're lying, then that's just not really cool. It's not transparent or authentic. If you are just, you know, filling in uh, and, and just like tweeting advertisements or posting pictures on their social media account, that's fine. There's nothing uh, unethical about that, but it's, it's not going to be overly effective. There's nothing more effective than an artist being themselves on social media and posting themselves, making music on tour in the studio. And so, yes, you can run a record labels, uh, a record label can run an artist social media account, um, but it's not going to be as effective as an artist doing it themselves. Would I say that it's better than nothing? Yeah, I would say it's probably better than nothing for an artist to start to gather followers if they're in this for the long haul. So category number three is marketing. And yes, uh, record labels are heavily involved with the marketing around surrounding the release or the single of the album. Number four is touring and that's booking shows, etc. Okay, so if the first three categories, let's say that they're like bright green, yes, 100% record labels should be involved. We're now starting to get into some of the yellow categories where a record label doesn't necessarily have to be involved. Most record labels aren't involved. Traditional record labels are sometimes involved. You might find yourself involved for better or for worse. So touring and booking shows is not really the responsibility of a record label. Why? Record label, label on the record. Where's the records here? Are they at the shows? Yes, but that's more of a manufacturing distribution thing. You're the record label. You show up to the shows. You drop off some records for the merch table because your concern is selling records. Remember, that's what we talked about. Your concern is selling records. And so for booking shows, is it good for your artists? Is it good for the label for your artists to be touring? Of course. Are you going to sell more records? Are people going to go home and look up that artist on Spotify and therefore it's good for the record label? Yes, yes, yes. Across the board, yes. Touring is good. That's why if you can be involved, if you can facilitate and encourage, some record labels will fund a tour as kind of marketing dollars. Yes, being involved is great. However, it's not entirely your responsibility. It's more the responsibility of the artists themselves, their booking agent if they have one, and their manager if they have one. And so it's really important that they're not looking to you to do everything. Because if an artist is looking for you to do absolutely everything from recording to mixing or to funding it, from recording to mixing and to touring and merch and promoting your record and manufacturing vinyl, you're going to burn out. They're going to be disappointed. So it's really important that if they are doing a lot of things that they're building up their team and they're building up their team outside of the label who have their best interest uh, in certain areas like live. So if you have an opportunity to put on a showcase to get involved in a tour, putting together a tour for your artist, if it means it's going to help sell more records, then that's usually when a label gets involved. Otherwise, touring and booking shows is more the responsibility of their artist and their team. Number five is merch. So in this case, we're not talking about records. We're talking about stickers and T-shirts and tote bags and all the merch that people have at the back of a gig that they take on tour or they sell on their website. Again, is this the responsibility? Well, it's a gray area or a yellow area, using my previous analogy. 
sometimes labels get involved and I'll tell you when, and sometimes they don't because does it, it does it help you sell records? The answer, the short answer is no. A a t-shirt isn't going to help you sell a record. However, think of when a record label launches a pre-order of a brand new album. You see the digital version, you see the CD version, the vinyl version, and then the deluxe bundle that includes the vinyl and the t-shirt and the digital download and something else. That's generally when a label gets involved with t-shirts if it helps sell records. I hate like I'm talking about selling records so much. It sounds like I'm a, you know, like uh, working at a, uh, at a, at a flea market or something like trying to sell records, but you get my point. I'm trying to be very explicit here to show you that when you look at some of these uh, traditional opportunities or responsibilities, you know, whether or not it's your responsibility to get involved with that. And so with merch, if an artist is like, I'm going on tour and I want a hundred t-shirts for this tour, can the label help me out? Well, If the label's taking a cut, like if the label acts as like a manufacturer and so maybe the label says, okay, I'm going to help facilitate this and I'm going to make t-shirts and I can get them done for $5 each and I'll sell them to the artists for $7 each and the label makes a bit of a profit or maybe the label can get them done for $5 each and the artist is going to sell them for 20 and you're going to split it. I don't know. I, I don't, I personally don't get involved with merch for that reason, unless it's tied in with an album bundle, in which case... I'm going to front the money for the merch and then I'm going to take a cut from the merch, probably the same cut that I take from the, um, the records. Now this has to do with, this has a lot to do with the contract you have with your artists. So if your, your contract kind of needs to say that you get involved with merch or you have the option to get involved with merch, oftentimes artists will want you to get involved with merch because you probably know how to get it done uh, cheaper and and more effectively than they do. You probably have more experience doing it. So oftentimes artists want you to get involved with merch, but know this, it's not your responsibility. It's more the responsibility of the artist and the artist management. So don't feel like you have to do merch or you have to get involved. And it's okay to tell your artist, I'm sorry, I don't deal with merch. Uh, that's something you'll have to do on your own. Number six is publishing and sync licensing. These are two completely different things. Sync licensing is 100% uh, something a record label would want to get involved. Does it sell more records? Well, it does. I mean, in a way, yeah. I mean, somebody could hear a song on, uh, on a show on Netflix and be like, I want to go buy that record. That happens all the time. Also, you're, uh, when I say that your objective as a record label is to sell records, That's kind of a simplified version. The traditional term is to exploit the masters, which is even worse. But the masters are the recorded audio, right? In in our case now, it's our 10 wave files that make up an album. And so a record label's job is to find as many revenue sources for those masters to kind of um, basically like, you know, if we have a fixed cost of $1,000 making a record or $10,000 making a record, the more revenue streams you can get from that recording process, the better, right? And so that's why it's called exploiting the masters. And so sync is another opportunity where without any additional costs, you can make more revenue on the recordings. And so sync licensing is a responsibility of a record label. If you're a new record label, it's a daunting thing. We have a resource at otherrecordlabels.com slash sync, where you can go learn about sync licensing, but it's not something you have to undertake in your first year It's very competitive and very complicated. Publishing, on the other hand, uh, is not uh, something that a record label generally gets involved with. A record label 
generally doesn't start their own publishing arm until they have the resources, the money and the experience and the people to run an effective publishing arm that's going out and looking for royalties for their artists. And so generally a record label will not um, be responsible for an artist publishing or collect on behalf of an artist. Now, you may say to your artist, there's a great publishing administrator. I use three-tone publishing. There's also Song Trust, I think, does it as well. Um, you might say, hey, you could go use one of these admins or I can register you on your behalf. I can maybe pay the fee and take a cut. I don't know. One of the things I think is really important, and my friend Polina from Three-Tone Publishing uh, mentioned this to me when we did an interview last year and in our publishing music publishing course, she mentioned this as well. Anything across the board as a record label, if you're going to take a cut from your artists, whether you're taking a cut out of merch or out of publishing or even out of making and selling records, you have to make sure you're earning that cut. So if you're making a t-shirt, if you're going through all this process of sourcing uh, ethical t-shirt supplier and getting them the artwork and doing quality checks and warehousing it in your, in your office and shipping to people or fulfilling it to your artists while they're on tour, then you're earning a cut of that merch. And so with publishing, if you are fronting the money to register the artists with ASCAP uh, or with the PRS in the UK, if you're filling out the paperwork for them, if you're keeping track of their catalog for them, then you maybe earn a percentage of their publishing. But generally a publishing a deal uh, and publishing is, is handled by the artists themselves because they're the songwriters. And when they leave or when they sign to a different label, they move their catalog or they just, their next couple of records go with another label. Their, their masters can be all over the place, but usually the publishing stays together and travels with them. So publishing, I won't get into it today, but publishing is not generally something record labels get involved with. I will say it's really nice um, when you have experience in the music business and you start to know how publishing works to make sure that your um, artists are registered with their local performing rights organization. And some countries that's free to register. Some countries it costs money. And it's even nice if a label says, listen, it costs $300 to register or it costs $50 to register. I'm going to just walk you through this process. We'll do it together. I'll pay the fee. I just want to make sure you're registered. That's kind of a nice thing. Number seven is financial management. So as we're talking about records and selling records, we're talking about managing the finances of the project of the album. And so that would be recording and expenses like mixing and mastering, any session musicians. That might be uh, manufacturing costs, the overall budget of this release, whether it's a single, an EP, or an album that you press on a thousand records. Managing that budget is the responsibility of a record label, no doubt. And managing the overall budget of an artist, eh, not necessarily like their guitar strings and their, you know, the clothes that they wear in the photo shoot, maybe not necessarily, but any money that pertains to selling records and pertains to that album that you're working on, it is your responsibility, not necessarily your responsibility to front that money. That's between you and the artist and whatever you guys are comfortable with. But it, it should be your responsibility along with the artist in a transparent way to keep track of those finances. Number eight is artist development. So this is kind of like... Uh, advising, this can be anything from like what I mentioned, like registering them with ASCAP with their PRO, 
This could be their personal expenses and just kind of helping them manage how they're going to make ends meet with the income that you're providing as a record label and their income from gigs and then their part-time job. This could be advising and coaching. This is probably one of the biggest gray areas. I often think that if it's an implicit cost, meaning if I can advise my artists and it doesn't cost me any money and I can just advise them as a friend, as a coach, sometimes as a parent, (laughs) then I'm going to do that. And I think that's something that record labels should do especially if you're more experienced in the music industry than they are, advising them and saying, you know what, you're going to be tempted to do this, don't waste your money on this, or you should do this, like signing up for your PRO, even though it's going to cost you 350 bucks, just go do it, it's really important. So those are the kind of the things in artist development. Now, some of the traditional things in artist development was, you know, getting them showcases and and pairing them up with, with songwriters to develop their craft and maybe giving them vocal lessons. Those are a little bit more traditional and I don't, we don't see that very much anymore, but it can be a role that the record label plays, but it doesn't necessarily have to. So I think that advising and coaching is something that a record label would want to do with respect to artist development, but there are some things that aren't necessarily your responsibility. Number nine is radio. And this is not a huge priority for a lot of record labels, but it should be. And it is your responsibility. Now, in the old days, you would get some cash, some big bundles of cash and, and a ton of records and some cocaine, if you have any lying around, and you would send that to a radio station and you would give that to the program director so that they played your record over and over and over. Um, but not a lot of us do that anymore. I still do that on a weekly basis, head down to the local radio station, but most people don't do that anymore. Um, but radio still plays an incredible role. And we have an incredible radio plugger, um, a company called Tiger Bomb, who's friends of the podcast. We've had Shill on the show. We've talked all about college radio. I love college radio. My songs get played on college radio all the time. It, it's, it's a badge of honor. College radio is not going anywhere anytime soon, which is so cool. I've been to the local university um, recording studio, well, radio studio many, many times over the years. I love it there. I wish they'd let me go in there and dig through all their records. But anyway, having a a radio strategy is, it might not be your first priority, but it should be a priority. It's part of a really um, overall healthy and robust album campaign is if you have some sort of radio strategy. And because it is a way to sell records in the sense that people hear the music and go, oh, maybe they Shazam it nowadays and go check it out on Spotify. Or they hear that that artist is coming to that college to perform, they're going to go check them out and buy their records. So yes, it is indirectly involved with selling records. So it is one of your responsibilities. You could check out Tiger Bomb in our directory by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash directory. Um, but yeah, college radio, I don't know what's happening like with traditional radio as much. I know I'm a little bit more familiar with college radio, um, but radio is something and like maybe you could throw in uh, inter- non-interactive streaming into that maybe too, like Pandora and uh, what else? I don't know. Anyway, okay. Finally, number 10 is artist management. This is not, this is something that you really shouldn't be involved with. I think it's really important for an artist to have someone who's looking out for them that might be separate from the label. You know what I mean? And maybe that's a lawyer, but maybe it's just... Um, it could be a band member. It could be a 
a boyfriend or a girlfriend maybe, but I think it's, I think it is really good to, for an artist and a lot of labels won't even open a conversation with an artist unless they have a manager. And so, um, but doing some of the things that a manager does, um, unless it's directly or somewhat indirectly connected to selling their records or promoting their records, then um, some of the artist management tasks are not really the job of a record label. In fact, one of the biggest tasks that a, a artist manager will do is help them find a record deal. And so that's one of the reasons why some of the, you know, an artist manager will have a manager, an artist will have a manager outside of a record label. So there's a lot of traditional roles of artist management we won't get into, um, but usually it, it is a separate thing from the record label. So those are the 10 categories. Um, are there more? Probably. Uh, if I haven't touched on it, it's because I maybe tried to touch on it in one of these categories. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more obvious. Maybe it's a little bit more of a super gray area and it, it changes. And remember the freedom of starting a record label today in this day and age is that you can break all these rules. All of the things I've told you not to do, you can do. All of the things that I've told you you're supposed to do, you don't really have to do. And that's the caveat I mentioned at the beginning. And that's one of the best things about running a record label today is you can do it your own way. However, I get asked a lot of the times, do I need to do this? Is this it like to be an official record label? Am I required to book my artist shows? Am I required to make my artists t-shirts with their face on it. Is that my job? Should I be doing that? And so I hope I've covered some of those things. I hope I've answered some of those questions. And I hope that you found this helpful. If you want to start a record label, go to otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit to download our free toolkit. And the article for today is uh, what do record labels do? Um, just if you want to get the notes from today's episode, go to otherrecordlabels.com slash record labels, otherrecordlabels.com slash record labels. Thanks for listening.